0: And we're back with another episode of On The Couch with your host, Cherise. On The Couch is your go-to weekly exploration of all things lifestyle, psychology, and relationships. Each episode will tackle real-life situations and explore mental health in a relatable way. With special guests along the way, as well as some solo reflective sessions, it's sure to be a welcome break from any lengthy self-help book. So today I've got Angela here from Alternative Therapies Limited, and she's going to explore getting into yoga. So before we start, can you tell me a bit about how you became a yoga instructor?
1: Yes. So for a number of years, I've mm. taken yoga classes here, there, and everywhere, really. Um, I started getting into hot yoga because a friend recommended it. And then I would take the odd mm. class at my local gym. Mm. And I enjoyed it. However, I didn't really sort of do it on a regular yeah. basis. I just kind of dipped in and out of it. In April 2016, where my ex husband passed away, My only daughter suffered with depression. He left her a house, which was like a shack, really. He was a bit of a hoarder. I think my daughter's um, first thought was to get rid of the house. However, she decided to keep it and renovate it. For two years, I kind of, helped her and restoring the house was restoring her equilibrium if you like I realized that I had kind of been lost working full-time as a probation officer and I just felt a bit lost going through my emails like pinged up from Yoga Life saying that they were running a teacher's training course. So I was like, that's it. That's for me. And I've not looked back since. I've been qualified like two and a half years. That's how I got into yoga. And I absolutely love it. So do you think that email came at the right time in your life? Definitely. Yeah, I do believe things happen for a reason. And I think it was right that I gave my daughter that time and helped her restore the house. You know, physically it restored us as well, I think. But then, ping, up it came. I did it and haven't looked back.
0: And was it an easy process going through that training? How long did it take you?
1: Every weekend to start with, we'd meet like eight in the morning and we wouldn't finish till like four. From the very beginning to overcome like the fear of actually teaching yoga to students, we would have to teach one another. Like we'd have to get on the mat and lead the class in flows and then we'd break up into pairs if you say to the general public yoga, you've got 54 and 50% against, and there's loads of myths around yoga. Even myself, as I say, I I was eclectic before then, but doing the yoga teacher training, there's so much more to it than just the posture. I think the general public think that you just have to tie yourself in knots and you're, you know, if you can't get your leg behind (laughs) your head, there's no point in doing yoga. And that is so far from, the truth there's so many parts to it like the pranayama anyone can do pranayama that's like breathing techniques mothers when they're giving birth that's a form of pranayama so you can actually use breathing techniques to slow down the body again when i've gone to my local yoga class at the gym I've not really appreciated that there was like time for meditation. Also there's like um, hand gestures, like mudras. There's also the philosophy of yoga. You learn how things work together, which yeah, it was really interesting and really eye-opening. Like again, I'm not taking anything away from yoga in gyms. you get different teachers who will teach in different styles. But when I started teachers training, one of the first postures you learn is downward dog. And I think having gone to yoga at my local gym, I was just on all fours, like on my hands and my feet. But when I actually learned to teach downward dog, the practice of it, it's so much different. Like I was like, oh, so this is what it's meant to feel like. You're not just on your hands and your feet. You're working towards alignment. You're pushing into different parts of the body. You're breathing into the posture. It sounds like you're very
0: passionate about it now and you've incorporated it into all aspects of your life.
1: Yes. More recently, last year, I qualified in yin yoga as well. There's all different types of yoga. I'm interested in the yin yoga. And it works really well for people with mental health problems, joint problems. It's different from yoga where that's more vinyasa. You're flowing from one asana, one posture to another. In yin, you hold postures for like five minutes. And the purpose of that is that like when you go to the gym, a lot of the time we're working our muscles. We're trying to build up our muscles. But in yin yoga, you're actually working your myofascia, which is like the connective tissue that makes up our body. And it creates space between your joints where you're holding that posture with props for so long. And it gets right into the nitty gritty. And on an emotional level, and for me personally as well, it sort of mirrors the meridians like your kidney meridian. It can be associated with the emotion fear, particularly over the pandemic. I've needed to work on that myself. Fear of will I be able to make a living? Fear of, you know, Fear of the uncertainty. Exactly, exactly. But if I do like half an hour's yin in the morning, doing the postures that work my deep front line, it's amazing. Like instead of, oh, what's going to happen? It's more like, oh, what can happen? Like you're turning a negative into a positive and it's like, it's an opportunity. Do you know what I mean? It's great. So you've talked
0: a lot about how it's helped you personally and professionally. And Were you a probation officer and training to do yoga at the same time?
1: Yes, it was really good, really good because probation, as you can appreciate, is very intensive. You may have like a caseload of getting on for 50. Obviously, you're coming into people that have suffered post-traumatic stress syndrome who would greatly benefit from taking yoga classes. Unfortunately, the way probation is, As a probation officer, I didn't have that time or space to be able to practice what I love, which is why I'm now concentrating more on my own business, alternative therapies, so that I can do that. That's what I was going to say when you were saying about the connective tissue. It's so good for people suffering with post-traumatic stress syndrome, really good, because it gets deep within you. And not only that, but Yin yoga, you don't have to have suffered like post-traumatic stress. You can take it for other reasons as well. Like, do you know that it helps replenish collagen? So it regenerates that acid. So in actual fact, it's keeping you young. Like when you think about how we use all the creams and things, if you do like, even if it's just like half an hour yin yoga in the morning, you're actually... Turning back the years, Cherise. And it sounds quite like a powerful process.
0: Do people have like an emotional experience from it? Do you have like an emotional release when you're
1: working with these kind of blockages? Absolutely. A lot of the time, post-traumatic stress, you're talking like emotional, but also the body can suffer emotional trauma. Like if you've had an operation, you've got like scar tissue and things like that. So we actually, it can help with that as well.
0: And how have you adapted your yoga practice during the pandemic? Can you still deliver this type of yoga online?
1: Yes, yes, you can. I mean, it's new for everybody, isn't it? This time last year, I mean, I was really fortunate. I just come back from a snow go retreat, which was like um, a yoga and skiing retreat, which was brilliant. We was wondering whether we were able to get the flight back. And just as we got back, then obviously the pandemic hit. People are so quick to adapt, aren't they? So like online yoga just springboarded. and. It's like anything else. Like when I was asked to do like yoga classes online, I was like, oh, because people who know me would tell you I'm not that technically minded. So when they talked about Facebook Live, I was like, oh, MG. <laughs> However, like, you know, once I got into it, I really quite enjoyed it. I do miss the face to face, but when you're doing things online, obviously the advantages, the benefits is that you get to a wider audience. At one stage, I was teaching like 1,500 people. Well, you wouldn't do that in a class in a gym. It's been good. Yeah, it's been challenging. And also Zoom as well. I mean, you know, we all have the frustrations where you could be halfway through and it just cuts off and you're like, oh, no. And then, yes, it's like getting it lined up so that like when you're doing a posture, it's not chopping your head off. So there's advantages and disadvantages, but I think it's great how we all adapt. Yeah, and people are quite
0: responsive, if you're enjoying something and you're committed to it, then you'll easily work around these technical difficulties. And it's just about trying to work through it together, isn't it?
1: And I think what I like about yoga, like it's like most things, I guess, but like yoga, you're in like a community. To say if I was struggling, there's always somebody to help me, to talk me through, you know, like I'm like, oh, this cuts off half an hour. And they're like, we'll try this, try this, you know. So, yeah, it's a community.
0: And what do you miss about the face to face sessions?
1: really miss Sharice is like when I'm in a class providing the clients happy for me to adjust them physically like if it just means moving their hip back slightly or moving their you know that hands on just that little bit alignment can help them into that posture and clicks and then the joy on their face like I've never been able to do that before and I didn't know how that felt I miss that because When you're doing like Zoom classes, when you're teaching, you can't always see, like, even though you can get them all up, it's difficult to see them all at once and to help them if they're not quite in it. Whereas in a live class, then you can go around, you can make adjustments. Also, I miss at the end when people are in shavasana, in their corpse pose, relaxing before they leave the studio or the gym is sometimes I will go around and and massage their heads with oil. Obviously, during the pandemic, you're not able to do all these things. And they're the things I miss. Yeah, the biggest thing, seeing the joy on people's face when they get into a posture and they're like, yeah, I've got it. So, yeah.
0: That progression and noticing that change and seeing that relaxation and that, you know, you've really made a difference.
1: Yeah. Like in like slow flow yoga, like there's obviously quite a few balance postures and there's like the arm balances and a lot of people will look and go, oh, will never be able to do that. Well, again, yoga is very much about mind and body. And if you've got that mindset... You never will. So I try and say, you know, yoga is a practice we're working towards. In those arm balances, I try to reassure them all the time and just say, it's alignment. If you listen to me, if you place your hands where and how I tell you where your head is you'll feel it your body will click your body will respond so that's the moment cherise when they do follow those cues and they do they go I did it I did and I was like yes exactly it's brilliant How would you encourage someone to try yoga or what would you how would you sell it how would I sell it well I try practically everybody I meet I' encouraged to do yoga and that includes my 88 year old dad. Obviously, at that age, his shoulders are starting to stoop. You know, the pandemic has hit him hard because normally he would go out every day, down to the shops. He would meet people that he knows. He would stop and talk. And unfortunately, because he's had to spend so much time in isolation because of a heart condition and things, you know, his posture, he's, he's hunched. He's, he's come within himself. So whenever I see him or I speak to him, it's only like five minutes a day, just like a yoga program to help him with his posture. And it just helps him so much. He walks better. He breathes better. And that's just five minutes a day. So, yeah, how would I encourage people? You know, most people I meet, I encourage to do yoga. I'm even looking to do like yoga in prisons. There's no age, there's no group of people in society that would not benefit from yoga. And with your dad, has he been responsive to it? Yes, yes, he has, bless him. And, you know, he's really felt the difference. I suppose my dad will be, like, my biggest skeptic, really, because, like, I also do Reiki, and I've combined the two in, like, Reiki yoga classes, which are, like, really effective. And sometimes when his back's been bad, I've offered to give him Reiki and he's literally gone from not being able to walk to springing off the bed and he was like it's hocus pocus and I don't know what you've done (laughs) so yeah it's amazing it's really good for people that don't know what Reiki is can you tell us just a little brief summary of what it what Reiki is about yes Reiki um it's another form of energy It comes from its origins are with like this Dr. Asui. And it's passed down. You don't actually put your hands on a person. You hover your hands above a person. You do symbols on your hands that ignite like a power, like a healing power. You get it from a healing master. They'll put those symbols into you. And then you ignite those and you just hover your hands over a person's body. So in the instance of my dad, when he had the back problems, Somewhere like his head or his heart, if I've got my hand over there, that will be quite hot. But where he's got the problems at the bottom of his spine, that would be quite cold. So it's like trying to balance those energies. So I'll try and move the the hot spots, if you like, the heat from his heart and his head towards his back and then from the back back up to sort of align him. And how do you combine the Reiki and yoga? What's the
0: process of doing that?
1: That's brilliant. Like when I qualified with my yin yoga, because with the postures being held, like say even like a child's pose, I'm able to then go round and work on the person and give each Obviously you wouldn't have massive classes. I tend to have no more than 10 and I can actually go around within that five minutes It's good because in yoga, you use props as well, like bolsters and blocks. And so people relax into the posture. So say for something like the plow, like you'd be up in a shoulder stand and then bring your heads overhead. So you can use a bolster to prop the less flexible people in that. And then I could come and do the Reiki because something like the plow is working out Throat chakra. I'll do Reiki around that as well. So I'm combining Reiki, the yoga, and also I'm working on the chakras as well, the healing. So yeah, it's really good.
0: And you said that you might be trying to get yoga into prisons.
1: Yes. When I um, did yin yoga, my teacher's training, the, the teacher, she was Canadian and she was saying that there is actually like a body of people that will go into prison and take yoga classes there. So that's something that I'm looking into doing. I'm looking to go into schools to do yoga. I did that prior to the pandemic, like the children are really receptive. But also like the staff have been under such tremendous pressure. I mean, my daughter's a teacher and, you know, they're having to do all the online work they prepared was, you know, incredible. And even now they're back at school, they're still having to, you know, make sure that there is stuff online should they have to close down again and things like that. So, yeah, I'm going to be teaching yoga to the teachers, not just the pupils. So that's really good as well.
0: I suppose it's with all the the frustration and the pressure that people have been under in terms of having to work and, and be there for the children, but also managing their stress and anxiety around things in the pandemic.
1: Yes, absolutely. With this family that I've done the wraparound care, I've experienced firsthand home tutoring. And as any parent will tell you, It's not easy because in that home environment, you know, surrounded by their toys and their games and constant distraction and the parent having, you know, they're working as well as trying to deliver the education. Yeah. My heart goes out to them. Come and join me for yoga, which most of them do, to be fair, in the evenings after the kids are in bed, you know, their laptops are closed you know, life is all about a balance. And even myself, like, it's important that you also keep up your personal practice and that you attend. My passion is yin yoga and slow flow yoga. I will always go to a power yoga so that I get that yin yang, you know, because a power yoga is energizing, whereas a yin yoga is very calming. So Yeah, it's important in life to have balance and I would recommend yoga for everybody.
0: And where can we find you, Angela, if we want to take part in any of your
1: yoga classes? Well, I'd like to thank Andrew Hargreaves, who has helped me design a fabulous website, which is Alternative Therapies Limited. I'm on Facebook, got a page alternative. On Instagram, I'm on there under Reiki Yoga. So yes. And um, you can catch me on any of those.
0: Well, thank you for spending time with us and telling us about yoga. I
1: really appreciate that. Oh, it's been my pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: That's it for this week's episode of On The Couch. To keep up to date and ensure that you never miss an upload, be sure to subscribe. For all things therapy related or simply to get in touch with any questions about the show, head over to ShariceAmusa.com.